This is John Beethan, your host on the Alternative Health Tools podcast, and this is episode 53, titled Ayurvedic-Based Emotional Wellness Coaching with Dave Lazinski. And after listening to this episode, and it's before August 10th, 2016, and you live near San Diego, California, you may want to check out a workshop he's doing. You've got to let him know by August 10th, the workshop is the 16th. The workshop's titled Meditation for Teachers and School Staff Members. And as he says, this course is designed for teachers, educators, aides, and admins who want more peace and calm in interactions with students and coworkers or who often feel overwhelmed or frustrated with daily responsibilities and are ready to stop allowing work to affect their sleep and personal relationships. Call Dave at 760-815-6591 to find out more information. Now for the show. So welcome back to AlternativeHealthTools.com, yeah. the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Now, that what, who you just heard was <laughs> Dave Lazinski, um, associate of Jacqueline Price, who yes. was on the podcast a couple times ago. And I was like, uh, I've seen your website and everything else, but uh, you came highly recommended. No, I appreciate her for that. Yeah. 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 And some other people, too. Good. Yeah. So... The theme of alternative health tools is to really talk with people and sort of educate people. And so I like to approach it as like I know nothing. Yeah. Which is true. And fun. Yeah, I like to have fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can just like tell us a little bit. You're not really from the San Diego area, right? No, uh, I've been out here uh, five years ago. I moved out here uh, this July, actually. So in about 10 days, it'll be... What, July 10th? I uh, moved mm-hmm. out here about uh, five years ago, uh, July 10th, and uh, from Michigan originally, mm-hmm. and got involved in uh, Ayurveda and other things there. I want to talk about Ara- yeah. Ayurveda. Absolutely. Because truthfully, I know nothing about it. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's deep. Yeah. So you came out here mm-hmm. for the sunshine? Well, no, not really. I came out here for the the business mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been teaching a school there for about ten years, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoying it. Everything was going well. Um, uh, but in my free time, over about a five year period, I'd gotten really involved in yoga. Um, did did some shaman work, um, Reiki, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things. And then the most beautiful thing happened, and Ayurveda showed up. And um, once uh, Ayurveda came into my life and I began to mm-hmm. read about it and study it and take classes, it was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to be a school teacher forever, you know. <laughs> and a few years nice. after that, I had taken my coursework and decided to uh, move out here, um, which was a kind mm-hmm. of a dream of mine to move out to California and uh, and start the business. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about uh, Ayurveda. Oh man! It's oh, and, be, and, this could be a four-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. We've <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. got uh, it's a holiday weekend, That's so right. we we have about seventy-two hours. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, well, when you actually look at the words Ayur and Veda, they roughly translate to to either truth of life uh, or knowledge of longevity. And uh, what I like to tell people when I when I talk to them about Ayurveda is that when truly understood and practiced and applied. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an amazing knowledge base of, of longevity. 
that will lead you to uh, what, in my opinion, is the truth of life. And that is that we have so much untapped human potential within us for happiness and bliss. You know, we call it consciousness, divine energy, we can call it what we want. But by clearing out the body and using the knowledge of longevity, uh, we can really begin to really find out firsthand through experience what the truth of life is. And that is we can be happy and blissful all day long and very connected. So that is how I describe Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Um you know, is there a practice behind it? Yeah, well, I mean, you can make it a practice. So what's interesting is, um, I, for me, I, I think there's a little bit of confusion out there, even in the Ayurveda world, because I hear Ayurveda being talked about um, when you're talking about, let's say, a paleo diet, mm-hmm. a raw foods diet, mm-hmm. this diet, that diet. Then you have Ayurvedic diet, and that doesn't quite. It's not quite working. It doesn't. It's not really how it goes, um, in my opinion. Ayurveda is um, a whole knowledge base of of how the human system, how our human body, interacts with and works along with the flow of nature, the greater nature. And any of those diets, any of those uh, ways of of living or eating, could actually fit in that Ayurveda. Somehow, um, it's so it sounds like it's a really ancient, yeah, knowledge base, yeah, and it's really about interacting with nature and understanding seasons and understanding time of day and understanding the five elements and how they cycles and patterns, yeah, yeah, earth and, cycles and patterns, um, the universe cycles and patterns. Oh, we just yeah. got bigger, we just got bigger, um, so yeah, once, um, so give yeah. me, yeah, try to give me an example, yeah, yeah. um. Okay, let's say, well, I'll just tell you a story, is that when I read Dr. David uh, Perlmutter's book, Grain Brain, mm-hmm. I really loved it. And uh, But what I do is I basically take five days or six, seven days, but f- I put myself on an experiment for five days, and I simply took gluten mm-hmm. and actually any kind of bread and sure. meat, all that stuff out yeah, of my yeah. diet. And thir- the third day into it, I woke up one morning with some clarity I hadn't had in a long time. Beautiful. I didn't really realize that it would, had been missing. Mm-hmm. So how would you – Yeah. what would you say? Well, I have a few things to say about that. The first is I'm a, I'm a gluten intolerant guy. found out the hard mm-hmm. way about three years ago when I lost, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, close to 20 pounds over the course of three months. Um, really? Yeah. Um. Uh, was also having major foggy brain issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a difficult physical time in my life, physical body time in my life. And, you know, kept battling in my mind. It was a complete ego thing, you know, this isn't gluten, it can't be gluten, I'm not going to be gluten, you know. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, one day, kind of had enough, called uh, my Paul, Dr. Paul Douglas, who taught me Ayurveda, is one of my uh, great mentors, great man. Is he in Michigan? Uh, he was, he's now in Maine. Because mm-hmm. I always like to reference people in the show notes, give them a little credit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's in uh, New World Ayurveda in uh-huh. Maine now, um, great school. Um, he talked to me and said, you know, well, let's just start chipping away. You know, let's let's start uh, pulling out the stuff that's got gluten. And I, like you, within a few days, I was a whole different person. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's the general comment there. In regards to um, Ayurveda in this situation, 
it's all about eating foods in their natural state. Um, and I don't mean raw necessarily. I mean natural food. You go into the grocery store mm-hmm. and spend as much time as you can in the fruits and vegetables aisles, you know. And, and look, at in modern society, we, we have frozen and canned foods. We're not against it. But, you know, trying to eat those, those healthier foods um, natural and in their natural state as possible. And I, I don't know, as you read in the book and, and as we know uh, in the holistic medicine world, we have a lot of foods out there in, in this country that are being highly processed and, and being mm-hmm. quite changed from their natural state. Mm-hmm. In Ayurveda, you read about wheat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a wonderful substance. Um, it can bring uh, peace to the body on an energetic level. Um, it's got uh, uh, different nutrients and things. However, you start processing it and messing with it the way it happens a lot in this country, and all of a sudden you're not eating wheat in its natural form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all of a sudden you have not so great effects happening to the body. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you a question because yeah, I, I ask, I sort of check in with people that know more than me after I mm-hmm. come up with an idea. Let's hope I do. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there are no prizes at the end. But anyway, is that I, I pretty much think that, you know, the body doesn't, you know, it has a memory mm-hmm. for what good, natural, nutritious you know, food is. So I, th- I'm, I have this thought, and I believe it to be true, is that the body actually does not recognize processed food or water yeah. as nutrition. Mm-hmm. doesn't have the memory of it. Relatively new thing. Yeah. And it stores it somewhere else, like in fatty cells, where disease loves to wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's fairly? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't thought of it that way, but it makes sense. Um you know, our, our bodies are meant to break down. And, and to be honest with you, it's amazing how well our bodies are doing. I'm, when I'm speaking generally for, let's say, the average American person's mm-hmm. diet. Uh, it's pretty amazing how well we're functioning considering what the average person these days is putting in their body. And uh, probably in your listening group, we would not be talking about those people. These are people that are interested in mm-hmm. health. But mm-hmm. you're taking the average person in modern society. Um, so I'm, I actually step back and I think, wow, when you look at some of these foods like processed uh, wheat products and other things um, – actually get a little i'm like wow our bodies are amazing you know to deal with uh, it right but yeah I, i'd have to think more about that but it makes sense to me i mean yeah the body you're putting the stuff in the body and the body's like what are you doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um I, I actually believe that that um is part of the underlying uh problem or the cause i should say mm-hmm. for binge eating and things you know people are taking in a whole meal of food that's body's like what can i do with this right there's not as much yeah. nutrition so it's yeah. gonna besides the sugars yeah. and everything else it wants yeah. more yeah. So you, yeah you feel full uh right away so oh, i did something good but 20 minutes later you're hungry again because yeah. nothing's there yeah 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 so what else is it that you do in terms of working with people well, uh, I, I, I actually two things. Uh, first of all, I am a school teacher, uh, still working with kids with autism uh, oh. for Encinitas schools. Yeah, I have a personal passion for that. Yeah, it's it's well, we can talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do that, and it's it's wonderful. And then I, I do see people for my Ayurveda business as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a busy schedule, mm-hmm. but um, you step back and look at the people I get to be with and work with. It's pretty special. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. What about autism? Yeah, well, gosh, there's a whole other 72 hours. We got another holiday coming up? <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, what a question that is. What is it? What, what well, it's, him, you, know? you know, I have a good friend of mine, Eric Weber. He's in San Diego. Okay. Um, he's pretty much known as the Southern California Special Olympics Global Messenger. Oh, nice. So he speaks all over the place. And here's what's amazing. So I think he's around 26, 27. And wow, uh, last him. fall graduated 
with his law degree. <laughs> so it was just like amazing. You know. He's on it. Yeah. Yeah. And he runs. He's got like 90 gold medals from Special Olympics. Now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's on it. It's um So I want to hear everything that you might have to say about it. Yeah. No. Well, um what's interesting is um I've learned a lot working with these kids mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And the, uh, the one thing I'll say, the first thing that comes to mind whenever anyone asks me about these kids in my classroom and autism is they've definitely opened my heart. Yep. So I can't, uh, I can't put that data on paper, yeah. but they've done a number on me and I'm just very blessed and, and thankful. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you, you can read the book and it's, uh, you, you have, uh, you know, commun- generally speaking, you got communication issues, you got social issues, you got getting stuck in uh, black and whiteness and, and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a mystery too. Each kid is very different and it's like a puzzle as well. And uh, when I work with these kids, you know, you really have to spend time thinking of each one individually. Because, yeah, there's commonalities, but, man, sometimes they react to things or they communicate in a way, and you're like, man, i got to figure that I, I want to figure this out, you know. There's a different there's a different technique for each kid to help them get through the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, very interesting. Uh, yeah, so people. is there a gift in all that? I'm, I'm wor- I, The gift, well, the, the gift, I guess, is what I shared in regards to stepping back and, and supporting them the best you can without, you know, mm-hmm. over-controlling and letting them go about their business uh, mm-hmm. with help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still trying to, I know there's something deeper there. Yeah. I know there's something there. And um, I definitely do a lot of holistic things in the class, but I, I, I've been with these kids for about two and a half years and I don't have the answers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Any clues? The biggest thing I can think of now, if for me, and I'm looking at it as an outsider, so someone not with autism, mm-hmm. and I work with kids with high-functioning autism, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, I have not worked with a lot of low-functioning um, uh, autistic uh, people. Um, it, it, it causes you to stop and, and slow down and uh, look at things from someone else's point of view mm-hmm. um, and, and, and then support someone when needed from their point of view. When I think of those few little points I just made, at least for me personally, those are things that I need great work at, you know, as for my conscious path. So that would be where I'd start, you know, as far as blessings. Yeah. yeah. So here's been my experience when I first met Eric and he and his mother, Sandy, um, Sandy invited me to see Eric run. So I went down to uh, point Loma to watch him run. And it was like, I was having a bad day, mm-hmm. but not after that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, are you kidding me? I, I never, I mean, there was so much love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where does that come from? That's, yeah. it's just like more love than I'd experienced. I mean, people talk about unconditional love. It's, it's just there. Yeah, it, and, and it, to, to, to piggyback on what you're saying, for people that haven't worked or been around people um, on the spectrum or uh, with uh, ASD disorder, um, it, it, the quote, you're, what you're saying, it's just there, is very, I think, appropriate. It's right, very right on because uh, it's not always from just necessarily a hug or yeah. kind words. It may yeah. not be. It's from being in space with them. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know how to else put, how to put it other than that. But it, I, I'm with you, man. It's done a. My heart has opened to levels I didn't know were possible in yeah, the last couple of years. That's what I was alluding to when I was talking about the gift. Yeah. So I tell people, I'm telling you right now. I like it. If you have an opportunity to attend a Special Olympics, go. 
and just experience it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, all life is pretty much an experience anyway. Mm-hmm. Choose this one mm-hmm. because probably won't be the same. Yeah. So bringing it back to Ayurveda real quick, uh, for those of you that study Ayurveda or interested, there is a term called ojas. Ojas. And uh, ojas would be a, a longer conversation um, if we really jumped into what it is. And there's even in the Ayurveda world some argument, whether it's an actual physical substance in the body or more uh, energetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, ojas is like uh, mojo, okay? Mm-hmm. When, you're doing, uh, when you're living life in tune, uh, when you are eating healthy, and then there's a couple other examples I'll give in a moment. You, you're, the ojas within your body, your mojo is, is is at a high level. Eyes are sparkling. People want to be around you. Your skin is is a nice in tone. You have that extra zest, right? I have seen in my own life personally, and with people I've worked with. I mean, you, you once you start looking, you can see the mojo and the ojas, and you can see when someone's a little down and out. You know. Um, well, and and so. Going to something like Special Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, volunteering your time, mm-hmm. being around animals for some people, mm-hmm. um, gifting people, you know, cooking for someone. There's a list of, of behavioral things that can be done that will raise ojas. And so that's the first Ayurveda thing I sort of thought about when you mentioned, you know, take time and go check out the Special Olympics because it will support your health. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems to me like the inner temple, yeah. Tuesday nights in yeah. Encinitas, it's a very similar thing. Absolutely. Because I know I'm changed since going to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like amazing. And it, yeah, the, yeah. Regarding the inner temple, I would agree. Um, sitting back and partic- well, watching and uh, while I participate and just seeing people getting there and like minded mm-hmm. and, and pushing, you know, enjoying what's uh, happening there. Um, but also, you know, pushes limits a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a movement activity or uh, looking in someone's eyes or other things. You walk out of there and feel good yeah feel yeah. feel really good so I, here's what i like to ask people let's talk about a defining moment oh, in okay. your life wow yeah one that just like everything changed okay easy answer um about my uh third year of teaching um things were going great I was a special ed teacher in michigan at the time i taught kids with emotional issues and and uh behavior disorders which was more of um what my what i went to college for um, life was good. Things are good. Um, and then the second half of the year came along and we got a couple really tough kids. And what made these kids tough, uh, was not just their behavior and the work we had to do supporting them, getting uh, their life back together, but it was the families real challenging, which, you know, uh, happens. And, um, it was around April. So you're getting towards the end of the year. And I had been really, um, I'm going to use the word battling, battling with these parents to, with, about medications and other things, um, and was really having a rough time. Uh, they were not fun people to work with. And you, for anyone in the teaching field, special ed or other, uh, and other therapy fields, um, you know, you know, it's hard to watch someone fall apart in front of you when you know there's things mm-hmm. that could be done at home. Anyway. I got lucky. I was sitting at home one night um, and going through my mail, and there was a, 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 a pamphlet for the local yoga studio that just opened. Never had done yoga. I had heard of it, was open to it, but had never done a yoga position in my life. <laughs> and uh, that weekend, um, walked into my first yoga class. Slow flow kind of class, um, you know, um, battle, you know, went through the class to the best I could, you know, sort of fell all over the place. And then I laid down in Shavasana. And when I was laying in Shavasana the first time, which for those of you that don't know is that five to ten minutes after where you just lay there and relax, I felt like I was floating. 
And when I look back at that very defining moment for me, very defining moment now that I like the way you phrased that, um, I think what was happening at that moment Mm -hmm. was for the first time in my life, I would have been around, gosh, you know, late 20s. So in the first 28 years of my life or so, um, I was walking away from myself completely. You know, first 28 years, uh, not realizing, you know, that I'm going outside of myself for Mm -hmm. my happiness Mm -hmm. and outside of myself for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And just stopped for that five minutes and was like, whoa. I I don't even think I turned around and looked at myself yet. I hadn't really looked at my uh, (laughs) different light. I didn't know what what a kosha was or what an energy body was, but I think I just stopped going elsewhere. And it was enough to make me feel like I was floating. Um, and then just to finish the story, I was yoga teaching six months later, diving into chakras and Reiki and everything else. And, you know, cause you wanted more, yeah, you wanted, wanted to more. experience more and yeah. share it with others. And it was in me. Yeah. I just didn't know cause I didn't know where to look, you know, I was yeah. always going outside myself, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And the rest is history, you know? So, yeah. yeah. What kind of personal passions do you have outside of this, all of this? Yeah. Um, well, the biggest, uh, and I, I think it's one of the most spiritual things that I've done. I, I'm somebody like you probably. I've done a lot of spiritual things in my young life. Um, you name it, I've probably tried it. Uh, and and the most recent is improv. So I've been oh, in improv really? for a couple of years. Yeah, down in uh, at Finest City Improv in North Park, uh, San Diego. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me know when you're there next. Well, for those of you, well, th- I don't know when this recording is coming out, but uh, I'll invite you to the, the best show that I am in that I would that plays on a regular basis is the first uh, uh, Saturday of every month at eight o'clock. First Saturday of every month. It's right. called the Single Lady Show. <laughs> oh, don't give it away. Uh, well, it's uh, it's it's the it's the same thing. It's the same theme every week. We interview. Uh, a, a woman who is single in her 30s or 40s or older, mm-hmm. and we actually talked to her about her life and based improv on her dating life. So oh, it's really? A trip. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Could we could we like have that on the podcast sometime? Oh, yeah. Well, t- trust me. Uh, yeah. The I know the owner Amy Lazuski really well, and yeah. uh, she'd love to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Very sp- very spirit. And I mean it. When it I, I probably one of the most spiritual things I've done to get out of my comfort zone and to. Uh, yeah, play a little bit. Well, most people will say that you know the most fun they ever had is just like when they just let it happen. Yeah, let it, let it all ha- hang out. Yeah, hard for me to do at times. Yeah, yeah. So improv. That's good. Yeah. Let's see what else. Um, well, we were talking earlier on the way up to the studio, and we we're talking about trucks. Yes. Yeah, we both like trucks. Yeah, we're truck guys. Yeah. I'd say sorry, environment, but the trucks are getting pretty. Uh, Oh, yeah. Right yeah, yeah. It won't be long till Tesla has yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Actually, there's been a few people that have taken wrecked Teslas and turned into, into trucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're, you're on it. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah it's happened. That's so, really cool. Yeah. In an RV, too. Yeah. Small and, RV. Yeah. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah, that would be a dream come true, have a little Tesla truck. Yeah, really. And then you're going to have to like rig it with um, audio and speakers to make it sound growling like a real oh. <laughs> truck. I'm going to go home after this and put that on my vision board. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, vision boards, powerful stuff too, huh? Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I've done a few. I think the power of a vision board mm-hmm. is taking some time, either a few days beforehand or getting into somewhat of a meditative state and really trying to produce what feels like it's coming up and what feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I think that's happened with the whole manifesting thing, which I'm, you know, uh, uh, the secret and all that stuff, I thought was great, you know. Um, years ago, the movie and everything, but I think there's it can be forced. Mm-hmm. And people can get involved in trying to force and push uh, something to happen, and I think it's actually more of just tapping in, and so we can allow it. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think a a vision board and having those sort of visual goals is powerful um, as long as we're not forcing or pushing. Yeah, keep it in front of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I suspected there were some other things you had some passions going on with. Yeah, well, this time of the year, especially just being in the ocean, surfing and swimming. Oh, man, love it. And, um, you know, being a teacher uh, and I having my own business, I can sort of make my hours. So I think that between June and September, Mm -hmm. I'm at the beach almost we'll say five days a week in the morning uh no actually typically in the afternoons i'll go and finish the day there either surfing or swimming um nice and i was there yesterday at sea it was uh the last day of june and it was warm yeah you get there everyone the water's real warm already so nice yeah nice yeah so what else dave oh man there's so much else um i mean what do you want people to know that you don't think people know or you think they should hear yeah, it's a great question. I love it. We can make great change in our lives. And maybe you could say, more importantly, the lives of the people around you. Mm-hmm. If we make a choice uh, at some type of pace to do some self-work. And what self-work might look like uh, can be very different. Why would somebody want to do that? Well, we talked earlier a little bit about, you know, when we talked about Ayurveda and things, um, you know, we have this great wealth of peace, um, love, bliss, intelligence, greater than what we even what we think we have now, um, harmony sitting within us. And it's, it's quite possible to experience those states on a much more regular basis than myself and the average person walking around is. Yeah. And if we can begin to, again, at our own pace, using whatever methods we're guided to use, and we can talk about those, I guess, in a moment. I would tell you Ayurvedic methods, but it's just one way. Um, we can begin to clear out some of the stress, um, some of the gunk, yeah. That's sitting within our body at different levels and layers that's getting in the way from us truly tapping into that. Yeah. And the, 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 one other thing I want to say about that before even you know expounding or doing whatever else we're going to talk about is a lot of people that I run into are not um, realizing yet or remembering is that this isn't about just us and what we're going to do and the happiness that we can create in our own life. This is about being a better mother, father, teacher. Uh, podcast host, whatever it is, you know, it's it's gonna. This is about impacting the world. Um, it's the, probably the most unselfish thing you could do is take time to yourself each day to do something. If you know whatever mm-hmm. fits in your schedule, so mm-hmm. that would be my response to your question. Okay, Ayurvedically speaking, yeah. what technique could you do? Well, um, something simple. Yeah. Well, I would. I would. If uh, if you're going to pick one thing, mm-hmm. I would begin looking into some sort of uh, what I call daily spiritual retreat. So mm-hmm. we talk about you know if we ever have the time for lucky going on a weekend retreat or something, getting away and and whatever type of retreat that is is you know is is great. But if we can find five, start small, five to ten minutes, uh, and mm-hmm. dedicate that to what I, you know what I call a daily retreat. Um, where if you're praying is your thing, I would highly suggest uh, learning with somebody some type of meditation, um, uh, yoga, breathing techniques, just stopping and putting on some soft music with maybe some essential oils. Whatever it is for you, slow down. Um, and, and what that's doing, hopefully, is de-stressing the body a bit. 
if I was going to pick one thing, I would say some type of meditation or, or, or thing each yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. There's, I've heard a lot of people talk about, I mean, if you just sit quietly for even five minutes, yeah. a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, meditate for 20 minutes. A lot of people don't have 20 minutes or they don't right. think they do. Right. And it can be very stressful yeah. on a, a busy mother and father and, um, most of us, even the busiest, busiest of us, uh, we can usually find twenty. But to, you got to right. ease into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's changed my life. I've, I know a lot of people who it's really had great impact on. So yeah. um, that would be one. There's there's always other things to be doing, but that would be the biggest. Stop and slow down. Yeah, stop and slow down. Yeah. Years and years ago in Santa Fe, when I was first podcasting, I did a podcast with uh, Jeffrey Milburn from the Omni Art Salon. He's still doing the podcast. And he, Jeffrey somehow just ends up meeting amazing people. And there was a film festival in Santa Fe at that time. And there was a director, his name was Robert Kleinert, and he did a movie called Spirit Riders. Like Viggo Mortensen was in it oh, and geez. several other pretty well-known people. And it was a ride done, still done yearly there in uh, North Dakota and that area. Um, and it's a you know it's a spiritual practice um, really, but Jeffrey would always ask the question sort of the one I do is what what's the one thing that people need to know, and uh, hmm. and he said, slow down. Yeah, the opposite of what we're all doing right now in this country. Yeah. yeah. So most of my life was in Santa Fe, pretty slow. Came down to San Diego. I mean things are so fast. Yeah. So. I've been making a daily habit if I'm out and about to just make eye contact with people, just slow myself down and make eye contact. That's yeah. all I want to do yeah. to let people know that you can be here and enjoy this moment yeah. instead of being somewhere else yeah. in the future or thinking about the past. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what happens when you slow down in regards mm -hmm. to tapping into what, how you're actually feeling. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine who's a really good clinical nutritionist tells a story about um, a guy that you know a client of hers sent him in. It was her husband, so she needed to, you know husband wasn't was actually a doctor by the way, mm -hmm. and he wasn't healthy. He was like eating McDonald's every day and other things. So wife said, "You need to go talk to this you know to my friend." And the guy was very defensive, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm here because my wife is here," and you know, and, and it was a very tough consult. Mm -hmm. can, and as he was walking out, she said. Uh, just do one thing. Stop when you're eating your McDonald's. Just stop and eat. Don't do it while you're driving. And uh, he walked out and she's like, I'm never seeing him again. That was toughy, but hopefully he gets better. He showed up two weeks later to an appointment with her and said, walked and said, I hate Big Macs. <laughs> He's like, oh, once I stopped, I realized I hate this food. And it was just because he had he'd stopped, you know, and taken a moment to actually tap in. But what an example. I mean, that's a, that's a sounds crazy, but no, no, no. there's that's been good. times where I, I've been in the same situation. Where if I just stop, it's like, well, what, why am I doing this again? Why yeah. am I behaving in this way? Yeah. You know? Instead of being yeah. automatic. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah fun. I mean, I, I, yeah. I have this feeling you've, you, you've had some experiences that yeah. have informed you and changed the direction yeah. of your life. And yeah. Well, I got real lucky. I, we, you know, we can talk more about meditation. I mean, sure. um, that's a big one for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I got to a point now. This is back. Uh, this is right at the beginning of my. Gosh, time flies, doesn't it? Holy smokes! 
this would have been right around the same time I found yoga. And so, and, and by the way, when I tell that story earlier, um, I mean, that was truly a, a defining moment that triggered a lot of uh, spiritual work and quite a different way of living. Um, around the same time, I was having what I call, and I don't, doctor never told me this, but I was having about a panic attack a month. Um, and the way I would describe that is, you know, I'd be just walking down the street, life is okay, you know, I used to actually be able to walk to work. And it was like, you know, the old cartoons when the rain cloud comes over and starts raining on the, on the cartoon character and then it leaves? For about 30 seconds to a minute, that would happen energetically. I would almost be dropped to my knees crying, uh, so anxious, so upset, so worried, uh, almost depressed. And then the cloud would move away, and it might not be that intense, but for about a day or two, it would linger at some level. And after about a year of that, I walked into my doctor. I walked into the doctor's office and I said, Doc, you know, I'm chewing on my fingers. My nails are down to the bone here. I'm, I'm having these, these issues. Uh, I'm not happy. I'll take any medicine you'll give me. I don't care if it, it gives me sexual problems. I don't care if it, it causes me to go to bed at 9 o'clock. I do not want to feel this way anymore. And so I played the whole medicine game for about, luckily, eight months, jumping from things like uh, Paxil and, and other things. Um, but the beauty is that was right around the same time I found yoga. And soon after I found yoga, I began meditating daily, uh, which I learned through my yoga training. Mm-hmm. Um, and was only on the medications for about eight months and, and immediately was able to start weaning off, not even a year of my life, luckily, on the meds. And uh, completely life-changing and, you know, I've been meditating in different styles ever since. Uh, so, so that is another huge moment was, you know, not just the yoga, but stopping and slowing down, you know, and taking that moment each day. Mm-hmm. Five to 20 minutes, whatever you can do, make it work. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think a panic attack is about, actually? Well, I think in Ayurvedically speaking, mm-hmm. so um, uh, in Ayurveda, we look at, we, we, we really most people when they think of Ayurveda have heard of the doshas. Mm-hmm. Vata dosha, pitta dosha, kapha dosha. And if we want to break those down even further, they're really um, built upon the five elements. Mm-hmm. So you hear of uh, the vata dosha. That's going to be a combination anytime in nature, in the physical body or in the world, when the two elements of space and air play together. You have movements. Space and air is light. It's quick. It's movable. It's cold. Okay. It's it's the wind and the trees. It's the mm-hmm. movement through the body, the nervous system. Okay. You know, pitta dosha is, is fire with a little bit of moisture. So it's your digestive ability. It's actual you know fire. Um, and then you have kapha dosha, which is the two heaviest elements. It's um, uh, water and earth. So very solid, very forming, um, some of the fluids of the body and, and the, the thickness and stability. Well, we live in a very vata deranged society, meaning everyone's moving real, real fast like the wind. Nervous systems are being constantly taxed. We're not slowing down enough. And so our nervous systems are just, and another actually a big one is no one's, a lot of people are not sleeping well. Oh, I because get that of a lot, big time. Yeah, I talk to a lot of people yeah. that don't sleep. Wow. Oh, it's it's a big one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're not sleeping well and you're never slowing down, and letting the nervous system kind of release some of the stress from the last couple of days, mm-hmm. it's going to be very easy for yourself to get vata overloaded or too much space and air, too much you know cycling and movement in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, body's not having it <laughs> mentally and emotionally, and so. Um, 
normal everyday things all of a sudden mm-hmm. to a fatigued, stressed out body are going to be enough to drop someone to their knees. Mm-hmm. Where if we were sleeping okay and meditating or doing whatever we can do to let out some of the stress from yesterday, mm-hmm. so our cup is empty when we wake up the next yes. day, whatever that problem was, oh, no big deal. Yeah. But we're overloaded. Right. You know, and uh, there's no time to release. There's no energetics around releasing. Energetics yeah. could be just sitting and meditating. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not taught. We, you know, we weren't taught as kids. Right. You know, um, just now you're getting some great schools. And, I, and not just private, but there are public school teachers who are slowly working in. And my classroom is an example. You know, essential oil and aromatherapy, meditation, yoga. I mean, Encinia School is amazing for the... And this is a public school. Yeah. Oh, Encinia School has been through battles just to allow, you know, yoga in schools and stuff. It's still an ongoing thing. Yeah. Who are the people that are helping move that along? Oh, man. I'm new to the district, so I don't know. Well, there's a lot of important players. I would just say the Encinia School Board and and, Mm -hmm. uh, and some of the names, you know... um, so how do you think that yeah. came about? I'm just being mm-hmm. – one aspect about Encinitas I really like, it's very much like Santa Fe, and there's a lot of activism. So was it parent-driven? Um, I It started before I got here. No, here's, I, uh, yeah, yeah here's, here is what I understand. first thing that's really cool about Encinitas schools is they're pretty on top of – pretty on, on their game if, uh, in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. And they've won some awards for it nationally. Um, they have an iPad in every student's hands uh, in the classroom. Um, they have uh, um, uh, organic gardening at every school. And uh, they and this is just a few of the points. Um, but they also have yoga at all the schools. So wow. they're pretty well known as uh, people who are on the forefront. Their school, school district is on the forefront of really – Total body yeah. in, in public schools. I'm talking mm-hmm. uh, total, you know, body uh, uh, while being aware that we to be happy and healthy. It's, it's more than just about uh, yeah. how much you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's been listening to this uh, show for a while knows that uh, we've done three or four different episodes on different kinds of yoga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's several different forms, and uh, not all of them are actually totally just body. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm. I'm pointing to my head, my <laughs> noggin. There's a whole lot of just mind. Yeah. It's just controlling, not controlling thoughts, but... Well, it's it's actually every yoga I've ever run into, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's using the physical body for certain aspects of it, it's all about union, mm-hmm. uh, which is goes back to the very first conversation we had, which is this idea that there's something deep we're connected with that is spe- real special. Mm-hmm. And what we're here to do, potentially, if if you subscribe to this, is to yoke or bind or yoga mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. so not only for our own life, but to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any yogas um, that actually don't have that, that at its component. core. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and yoga is another, another whole three-day conversation. You know, it's more than just postures, even if that's what you're doing. So, yeah. Another yeah. three-day conversation. Yeah. We can have a couple of those, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, this uh, this these episodes with you could be known as the vacation episodes or something. <laughs> I like the it. holiday episodes. Yeah, I'm a school teacher, so I have some time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do right <laughs> yeah, now, don't you? Yeah. And I don't like tweak things, and I, I don't try to make things happen. I uh, really try to remain present and see who shows up yeah. or who through, like Jacqueline in this particular mm-hmm. instance. Yeah. But it's great. And I have a feeling this might be a beginning here for us. Yeah, I, I enjoyed talking with you, and I definitely want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, number one health tip. Well, based on our conversation today, 
yeah. I'd say, uh, slow down and, um, make a goal. If you, if you're not somebody who already does know to slow down and meditate or do something five minutes, just stop and sit. Uh, if you are someone who likes to pray, pray for those five minutes. Don't be afraid just to sit and to listen to music. Just focus mm-hmm. on your breath. Um, just stop. Got it. Actually, as you're, as you're mentioning this, I, there may be some people out there that actually already do this, mm-hmm. but don't really almost honor it. Yeah. So recognize it. So it's like a lot of times what I'll do even is, is I'll take a lot of afternoons, I'll take some time in the afternoon and just listen to music. Just lay down and listen to music. Yeah. No, and, and you just don't hear that very often anymore. It's I sad. I know. I know. But you make a great point. It's not just about being healthy and, and maybe sleeping better tonight, or maybe there's a headache that's brewing and it's going to go away. There's actually something very deep and powerful and special that happens when you say to your body, I'm going to give you five minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Feed it. Yeah. What you love. Yeah. So for me, it's always music. I love it. Well, we can talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning of the show, I think you said something about let's rock and roll. Let's well, rock and roll. That's yeah, right. yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. Anything else you want to say? No, just thank you to you and what you're thank doing. You. Um, uh, one of the most important things we can be doing out there for, for those of us in this field is, is, is trickling it out even further than, than it is. Get the information yeah. to everyone uh, in a way that's digestible and not overwhelming. And I think that's you're doing that, and I, I, oh, I appreciate thanks. it. Yeah, yeah good, yeah. good. I'm looking forward to doing the podcast with the improv. Yes, yeah, we'll, yeah we will set that up for sure. Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. So you've been listening to AlternativeHealthTools.com, the podcast. Um, and we've been talking with Dave Lazinski. And Dave, we should ask, how do we get in touch with you the best way? Oh, yeah. Well, the best is uh, davidlazinski.com. So David, uh, L-E-S-I-N-S-K-I.com. There's actually some downloadable meditations on there. And I teach a very powerful form of meditation for free. Nice. Uh, so don't be a hesitate. Uh, don't hesitate to call me and uh, check out my site and uh, go from there. Put your phone number on the site. Is that okay? It's on there. Yep. 760-815-6591. Very good. Yes. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for being here. All right, man. I appreciate it. You bet. <laughs>